Welcome to season four of a Love Worth Dying For podcast. This season is about tearing down idols in our marriages and families and replacing them with true worship to the God of our salvation. Make sure to follow us on our social media platforms and share the podcast so we may reach those in need of this information. We are Joseph and Janelle Banks. Now let's dig in. How's it going? Welcome to episode 77 of A Love Worth Dying For. We are Joseph and Janelle Banks. Hope you're having a great week. We are well and continue to move forward every day, as scripture says, in spirit and in truth. In episode 76, which is our previous episode, we looked at idolatry or idol worship and gave you some um, scripture that gives you what God has to say about idolatry to us. We also looked at what are some of the things that are good in our lives, whether it's family, friends, or our job, or things that we like, like entertainment, and how sometimes we put those things in the place of God and giving those things our full undivided attention rather than the God of our salvation. Today we're looking at why we were created as humans and how idolatry is a result of walking away from that reality. And firstly, we were created by God to do His goodwill and enjoy Him forever. We know this from the inspired Word of God. And that's something we had to want to keep um, first and foremost in our minds is the reasons why, because that will help us to not get trapped in idol worship or idolatry in our lives um, and of course we're talking about family and we're talking about in our marriages and how idolatry can take us away from God but also how worship um, should be done to hopefully put our affections and our desires and our love um, back to the the it's intended receiver which is God the God who created us and also saved us so we're just going to hit a few scriptures um to start off and one of the ones which my wife kind of showed me before and we've talked about this scripture for a while and we've even in previous episodes have um used it and we think that's a, a very important scripture and it's in Deuteronomy 6 5 so if you could, Janelle, could you read that for us? Deuteronomy 6, 5. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And that really gives us um, some parameters in how we should love God. You know, with all our heart, um, with all our soul, and with all our might. And that goes in line with looking at, you know, what is worship and how we should look towards God when it comes to giving him the attention, giving him the reverence and giving him the love that, you know, we should give him every day rather than anything else, which could take the place of God. So, um, I know we have a few definitions about, you know, what worship is and, also what are our responses to it you know how we as were created and how we should 
deal with these things. But I'm gonna talk. You know, we're gonna just talk about you know how we as a family should look towards worship and how we as a couple, as husband and wife, should look at worship. You know, it should be something that which we're on the same page about and not one person thinks about worship in one way and one person thinks about it in another way. So what are some of your thoughts when it comes to worship as husband and wife? So worship in itself encompasses um, a lot, but I think the one way to make it simple is to just look at our whole life um, and we've talked about this um, time and time again, but our whole life being something that we should think about as doing unto the Lord in worship. So, um, of course, most people probably think about worship and a worship service in which we do with the body of Christ in a church building. Right. Um, and some people even think more so about the worship music um, but it's, like it's so slower, much slower than I guess the right. praise music. But it, but it's just um, so much more than that. It's it's the way we um, think of God. It's the way we love God. It's the way we um, do the things that we do just in our regular day in life. Um, one scripture I always quote is First Corinthians ten thirty one. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it onto the glory of God. Right. Um, that's a reminder for us to um, just remember that God is due um, all the glory. He's worthy of all the glory. Um, if, if we ever think otherwise to put that... Um, I guess that type of honor, that type of respect, mm -hmm. um, that type of love and revere onto something else, time and energy, then um, that's where we start getting down to idolatry. Right. Um, even, even when it's not us consciously making an idol, like we've said before, I think most of us get into um, idolatry because it's something good that we we overextend our efforts. And I guess it's kind of hard in a culture where um, I guess hard work is rewarded. And it's not that we're saying that you shouldn't do hard work because obviously working hard onto the Lord is something that gives him um glory it is something that shows that we want to give worship onto him and i think it's more so when we look at how we're thinking about that hard work um are we doing it so that we could be um uh, that we could boast i guess right. in ourselves or are we doing it to where we could give him thanks and praise for the strength thanks and praise for the skills thanks and praise for the ability to be able to do that hard work. And Janelle gave really a good qualifier for all those things. She said um, from the scriptures, you know, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do unto the Lord. So you got to understand what is the purpose of what are the things you're doing. And we sometimes talk with our kids about this, tell them that when it comes to being a Christian, 
all we should be doing is an act of worship. Whether it's the mundane things like eating and drinking food, having a meal, um, or um, entertainment, or 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 just having conversations. All of the things we should do from those little things to the greater tasks, like um, working unto the Lord, um, helping others, um, ministry in your church. All those things should be done to glorify God. And as 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 Christians, that's something we should need to be mindful of. Because it's easy to get trapped into following what others are doing. And sometimes social media will make you think that you need to do this or that to, to actually um, follow Christ or do this and that to actually glorify God. But we want to make sure that our, our lives are reflective of what Christ did for us and that are pointed towards God who is the, 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 the Savior of our soul. Um, when it comes to the worship, I have a definition that I want to share. And it says, Biblical worship is an act of exalting God in a place of honor and reverence. It's kind of what Janelle mentioned earlier. Because he is worthy. Worship is acknowledging the greatness of God both publicly and privately. And I think that's something which, and Janelle talking about in our culture, is almost trying to get away of the public. They don't, they don't care what you do in your home. But, you know, anything that's done publicly, there's always some type of, um, some type of block, some type of, okay, you can do this here, but not here. But as those who are Christian, we know that everything that we do is, is, is a part of our worship to God. So we can't just turn off the switch when it comes to worship and then say, well, I'm going to worship in church, but then when I get home, I can, you know, I'll just be regular me. So that's something we need to be very mindful of is that our lives should be lives that are um, impacted by the gospel and that continues to to flow the love and adoration we have to God in the things that we do. Um, there's a scripture that says in Romans um, 12, 1 and 2, Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove that the will of God is that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So it kind of goes back to what we're saying about the will of God and and our our acts of worship. Um, should be something which we desire to give him because he is worthy and that he is deserving of the praise, glory, and honor in our lives for everything that he's done, um, whether it's the creating of life itself or the transforming of a sinner like us mm. into, into beings um, that are that are fit for worship for him because we have been changed to the image of his son, Jesus Christ. I think it also helps me to think about the fact that the worship that is due to God is not something that we have to um, come up with on our own. Right. Um, I, I guess you kind of think about the marriage relationship and when things... Um, 
may not be going the way you want it. You may be thinking, well, what are all the things I could come up with to do to make my marriage better? Um, and that sort of things. People may come up with doing date nights, taking time to talk, things like that. And those are good things. Um, but when we think about the worship unto God, he gives us things in his word that tells us what is acceptable and pleasing um, to him as, as far as worship goes. And we know obviously that he's deserving of all the worship that we, we can give to anything. Um, but that's just something that comes on my mind. Yeah, yeah and it helps us to keep the focus on him and not the things which as the season's kind of directed towards creating idols in our lives. Tearing or, down. Or, yeah. and, you know, we're, we're, we're about tearing down idols and hopefully you haven't built any up. <laughs> but like you said, anything good can become an idol. It right. can become something that you worship. Um, so we, if, if, if your worship life is off, then that can lead to you putting in a, a God, even a false um, understanding, interpretation of scripture and creating a God as you have false religions, that's creating a God that is not um, uh, interpreted properly in scripture into the God of your, of your desire or the God that you follow. Mm. So we're not just talking about, um, we're talking about both the things that you love to do the people you may love, the ideas you may love can become um, idols. But also, you could be saying that Jesus, I love Jesus, I love God, you can be saying all the right words. But then when you start to talk with people, you find, whoa, that's not the, that God is not in scripture. And I told Janelle about, you know, meeting a guy in the store who was trying to, I guess, proselytize in the, in the, in the store. And he was saying, you know, did you know that there was a mother God? And it kind of, you know, was like, I never heard that before. And he was trying to tell me that, you know, there's not only a father God, but a mother God. And me knowing the scripture, me who has studied the scripture, know that that's untrue. And yet, you know, if this person continues down that road of believing something about God that the scriptures have not, have not given, then he's going to go down a light. He's going to go down a path that's going to lead him to hell. And that's one thing we got to be very mindful of because the Bible says that God is a jealous God and he don't want you putting um, reverence and worship to some God that is not him. So we have to be very mindful of that. And especially in this culture that we live in now where people are just doing as they please to make sure we are um, steering our, our our families down the right path when it comes to worship. And so we're not putting our trust in something that isn't real. Mm. And that starts with the husband and wife being on one accord when it comes to what we believe, mm. um, how we worship, where we worship, the things that we do to keep our families connected spiritually because it's so easy to get trapped in, you know, doing other things. You know, even our kids, you know, they love to play with their tablets <laughs> and they're on them now <laughs> while we record this. But, 
we want to remind them that you know that's just a tool. It's not your everything. It's not your all in all. Right. Your tablets can't save you. Um, you know your your games, your toys. Those things can entertain you for a little bit of time. Right. I guess that could even you know make you kind of think about for a kid that things like that could become an idol for them if it's like all mm. they think about, all they. You know, they wake up, they want to be on tablet before they go to bed. They want to be on tablet. Every time they get a break, they want to be on the tablet or whatever it is, TV. Some kids, it's toys um, or, or action figures, whatever. Um, but helping them to see that they're almost like making those things idle if they're thinking more so about those things than, than God. And, you know, younger kids may not be um in the same place that a mature adult might be of course in their um knowledge and thinking because i won't say necessarily kids don't have the knowledge because i would say my kids have a lot of knowledge about <laughs> god that i may not have had at um age. at their age and we praise god for that but um the knowledge alone about god is is not what we need we need to um have this uh heart and mind mm -hmm. and soul of love and affection towards the one who really has shown us this love first mm -hmm. um and and a relationship with him um right. i think this was something i heard a lot when i first got saved you know a lot of people would talk about you know you have to have a relationship with god a personal relationship mm. and the more I grow, the older I get, the more mature I get, I realize how much that really means, how important that is. Because even growing up, we went to church, things like that. We went to a Catholic church. Um, and that was important, I guess, as the idea of going to church, that forming that type of habit. Mm -hmm. um, I think those are good habits to form because once you are in the place where you say I am following God he is my Lord and Savior well you also look at well what else does his word say um, and what does his word command us to do and wanting to be obedient in that we know that his um, word tells us to not um, forsake the gathering with other believers right. and um because that helps. It's about our keeping us accountable. Right. All of all of it keeps us to where God wants us to be. Like He wants us to be made holy, just like He is holy. Mm. Um, and that's a part of that sanctification process, mm -hmm. um, or at least it should be. Like church shouldn't just be for um, just the thing that I do because it's a tradition and we always do it, or just a place to just meet up for potlucks, good foods, <laughs> nice singing, like it, right. it's, it encompasses all of it. Um, and when we think about the worship um, of God within the home, it's something I think for, for me personally, I've been, um, I guess I would say wrestling with, but just trying to be more in a place where i could say god i want to please you not not in a way to say well god i'm working towards you saving me um that's something i'm assured of 
Um, I'm, I'm confident in it because of who he is. Um, but at the same time, because of that assurance, I want to be able to point others um, to him and most definitely the people in my household. Right. And it's something I think about daily of how can I reflect Christ? How can my husband and I reflect Christ in our marriage? And do we do it perfectly? No, because we're not perfect, but we serve one who is perfect. Mm -hmm. um, and we can rest assured in his word and being obedient to his word and knowing that he's He's created us for this pur purpose um, and he's going to get the glory from it all because he's concerned about his own glory um, and he's not dependent on us. I think that's the one thing to kind of understand too is like he created us to do this thing but it's not like he needs us um, specifically to do it because um, he's he's glorified in himself. Right. If, if that's making sense. And um, to kind of go with that coming just talking about you know how we're trying to teach our children about worship or work, teach them about living for Christ. It says in 1 John 5, 21, little children, guard yourself from idols. So that's mm -hmm. something which we have to keep in mind. It's something which is a part of our lives as followers of Christ, that we're going to have to guard ourselves from idols. And it also says in, if I could pull it up real quick, 2 Corinthians 6, 15 through 18. Or what agreement has a temple of God with idols? For we are the temples of the living God. I will dwell in them and walk among them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. And I will be a father to you and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. And that goes back to the relationship Janil was talking about that we have a relationship with the Father, that we are His, we're His children now, because He has changed us and has saved us, and He has adopted us into His family. And because of that, you know, our acts of worship should should come because we have been changed by the from the heart and the mind, as you know, also mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. So because He changed our hearts and mind, we have new affections. Right. Worship is a, become a part of who we are. It's part of our identity mm. as worshipers of God. We're mm. not no longer worshipers of the flesh, right. worshipers of men. Um, we're no longer making idols of the things that are outside of us. But now we praise and we worship God who is beyond us, yet also intimately um, by His Holy Spirit dwells within. Mm. So that's something we need to always keep in our minds when it comes to knowing who we are right. and why we were created created to do the will of God created to um, to fulfill his will on the earth in in not only the proclaiming of the gospel but adhering to and being obedient to his word doing his um, uh, a mission um, and accomplishing the 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 task of living for Christ as his ambassadors um, in the world, whether at our local church, 
within our homes or wherever we are among the people of the world, wherever we go, you know, the, the, the love of Christ and the gospel and the truths of scripture go with us. Um, like I mentioned earlier, it's not like we turn things on or turn things off or it shouldn't be. It should be that we're keeping things on our mind and it should be um, transformative in our, in our hearts and in the way that we walk day to day in this world. So that's something which we definitely want you to keep in mind when you're living with your husband and wife. Continue to pray for one another. Continue to speak on these things. You know, what can we do as a family to improve our worship, our worship of God together? Mm -hmm. um, Janelle and I, we're doing that. You know, we're, I know she's she's doing things with the kids because I'm usually at work and she's homeschooling and she has them reading the scriptures and doing things. But you know, me as a leader, I have to think, okay, what can I do to better improve us as a family in our worship? And I know a lot of people come up with devotionals and worship guides and things of that nature but you know God gives us creativity and gives us wisdom and knowledge to be able to figure these things out for ourselves mm -hmm. even though those things can be a help to us if we're drawing a blank of what to do mm -hmm. but make sure to you know talk with your spouse communicate oh, with her communication. even though it may be difficult and sometimes you may not want to hear it or sometimes you just may be you know into your own thing but you know that this person whom you say you love and has your back, um, this is a person who you should want to build spiritually with, most importantly, mm. because that's the most important thing that you can develop in your relationship is a spiritual relationship. That prayer for you, you two are believers in, in God and are followers of Christ and led by the Holy Spirit. Right. And I think just thinking on the, the idea of that, because I know I've been a part of various women uh groups online and just seeing a lot of times women that have christian husbands as well um a big complaint have been the leadership of their husbands or their husbands um leading the family and family worship and i think sometimes we have this idea of what it should look like um and sometimes we make it a little bit, I think, more complicated. Right. But I guess as we're kind of just talking about idolatry, you know, the idea of family worship does take some thinking. It does take some time and effort. And we need to also be concerned about where are we devoting that time and effort if we're not devoting it to um, family worship. And, and by family worship, meaning we as a family look to worship the one true god to lift him up it's not necessarily just fun and games although you can do things there are ways you could do games and we've done games um with like bible trivia things like that listening to a song talking about it singing hymns um reading the bible watching a biblical video so there's so many different means that we could do but we want to be careful not to make the excuse of i don't know what to do or i don't have the time um to do it you may not have the same time as another family but we all have the time it's all about what do we choose as most valuable 
Right. Um, are we going to lay down some of the other things um, for that? And I think sometimes it could be a struggle. Yeah. Um, even as a mom, a homeschool mom, to be like, but what should be on the, the priority of my agenda? Like I have different things that I want to do, um, but anyone that's a teacher know you have your priority things that you're like, okay, if I don't get to everything in this day or in this week or in this month or this school year, I definitely want to do these things. And sometimes it's a struggle to remember why we're doing this, and what's the priority and you know i'm glad for um ma other mature sisters in christ to remind me to keep it christ-centered all about jesus right. um and that helps me when i refocus my mind as i um seek to just have my mind focus on christ it, it it's it's a different life um you you do sacrifice you do give up some things but the benefit the reward is is much much greater when you start to see christ as your true treasure right and as janelle has written here it's not about us doing worship perfectly or on our own efforts and strength but in spirit and in truth through the blood of jesus christ this whole idea of worship is not about, for one, it's not a, a showcase of how great we are, how spiritual we are, and how righteous we are. It's, it's about reflecting and about responding to what God has done for us mm -hmm. and how he blesses us every millisecond of every day. And because of that, you know, we should spend time in, with him. And if you don't know how to do it, or have questions you should one thing we can do always is pray we can always um, pray together and ask God to help us and mm -hmm. prayerfully he'll either send somebody our way he'll show us in his word some some ways to to approach worship mm -hmm. um, he will give us ideas mm -hmm. maybe some we see on tv or on in internet your, look or, in your email i've seen things in my email <laughs> and i'm like oh i was thinking that about pops that up. <laughs> so you never know where god may show it but you have the desire especially a couple both of you have the desire right. right not just one-sided but if you both have the desire um you know god will will show you those things and mm -hmm. it, it may be in in, in a way that you are not realizing that he'll show it to you but if you do have a desire to do the will of God then God will definitely um, open your eyes and open up your mind to to what um, to the direction that you should go when it comes to worshiping him um, so basically we should worship him for who he is and mm -hmm. for what he has done and also for what he will do because God is the same yesterday today and tomorrow so thank you for checking out a love worth dying for we hope you are blessed by the content make sure to follow us on all our social media platforms for additional content and please share our podcast don't forget to check out our previous seasons for even more information to help your marriages and families so for a love worth dying for i'm joseph and i'm janelle banks have a great day god bless